It's happening. Wait, I'm not ready. <laughs> but you finished this game like two weeks ago. <laughs> How could you not be ready? <laughs> Welcome to Trifriend Heroes, a Legend of Zelda podcast. I'm Ellen. I'm Kayla. And I'm Cosm. Happy New Year, chums! Whoa! <laughs> made we were it. definitely not recording this like three months ago. We I definitely we made totally it. made it. And def- this is def- live. This is a live show. Come on. <laughs> I hope everybody had a good end of the year. Future us. <laughs> And future you listening. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Why am I breaking the fourth wall? It's supposed to be a professional podcast. You can professionally break the fourth wall. Yeah, that's true. I can't, but one can. <laughs> Today we're discussing The Legend of Zelda, The Minish Cap. Oh. Or is it just Minish Cap? Did I write that wrong? I don't know. No, it's the. The. <laughs> right. The. <laughs> They're always the. Except for Twilight Princess. It's not the Twilight Princess. It's not the Skyward Sword. Because it's, br- it's a double meaning title. <laughs> Spoilers. Listen, the Minish Cap. That's what we're talking about today. I should also keep this on track since we haven't. We've been. We've gotten like one minute, not even one minute, two minutes <laughs> into our recording. In this game, we shrink and shrink and shrink and become a teeny tiny little precarious-sized Link. Sneak around, restore magical blade to its former glory as you normally do in <laughs> Legend of Zelda, and destroy the trouble-making Triforce-seeking demon Vati. Gandalf. <gasps> Yeah, not Ganon for not Ganon for once. Also, what a weird. I think game. It's also technically not the Triforce. It's the Light Force. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This game has like a knockoff sword and a knockoff magical golden power. So. <laughs> it's the Four Sword, which is a, a sequel to Four Swords. We should have played that first. I didn't realize this was a sequel. Otherwise, I would have planned it differently. But hey, guess mm-hmm. what? there's not that much story to, <laughs> to Four Swords. No. Well, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> like. Yeah, six to eight months from now, <laughs> depending yeah. on what time I scheduled it. But yeah, it'll be fun. Anyway, all of Hyrule's counting on you. This critically acclaimed game that was released in 2004 in Japan and, and like early 2005 in North America and sold 1.6 million copies, which is the lowest of all Zelda games. Wow, really? But it was high selling at the time, which I read. It was like the top selling on like top selling lists for a lot of mm. time. Mm-hmm. Is it because it just has the least amount of re-releases besides maybe Ages and Seasons? It was re-released on the 3DS uh, for people who bought the 3DS early. Apparently there was mm. a thing that I definitely don't remember, even though I had a 3DS. But apparently mm. when they released it, so they released the 3DS and it had a high price, then they lowered the price. And so they created this thing called the 3DS Ambassador Program, where people who bought the 3DS early got like free games. And it was one of the games that was included. So it was ported for that. And it was ported for the Wii U Virtual Console. Is this kind of sales if it was given for free? That's a good question. I don't know how many people had 3DSs. It probably wasn't that. Yeah. You know, wasn't in the millions or whatever by then. Mm-hmm. I here's you know what I did some I did some sleuthing. Mm-hmm. Let me tell. Well, first of all, this game was praised for a variety of reasons, though. So it wasn't like what was the. It wasn't like Wind Waker where people were kind of like lukewarm. There was a mixed reception. Um, but this game, a lot of people praised it for its music, especially the dungeon gameplay. But a lot of people, the like con of the game was that it was too short. So many people mm. thought that it was too short. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But this is what's interesting to me. So it was released after both Four Swords and Four Swords Adventures. So maybe people got the vibe. Like I think those games were also very, generally speaking, not so very well selling. I mean, this list has it coming out as um, after Four Swords. Four, well, Four Swords came out for whatever. And then Four Swords Adventures was March 2004. And this game was November 2004. So it came out in the same year slightly later yeah yeah good year for zelda huh apparently except uh, this game was low selling so i don't know so it's that one i couldn't find numbers four swords adventure doesn't have good reporting on the sales numbers required you to own a a gamecube and four game boy advances and four 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 game boy advances (laughs) 
to play. Details. Details. <laughs> <laughs> but it also, it was released after the Nintendo DS. This is, I think, the critical mm. thing. It was, but like you could play it on a DS, so I'm not sure. But yeah, the Nintendo DS was released in 2004 slash 2005. It was around the same time, depending on like in North America or if you're in North America or Japan. And after the PSP, mm -hmm. just for the record. So PlayStation Portable PlayStation or whatever it's called. PSP. I don't know. PlayStation Portable, I believe. <laughs> That's what I thought. Portable <laughs> that would station make sense. Play. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't <laughs> the PPS, the portable PlayStation. <laughs> I'm not a PlayStation person. I'm sorry, internet. <laughs> yeah, so apparently that was also released in 2004, late 2004, early 2005. So I don't know. And then I checked the games that were released for the DS at the time. And like the... Okay, so the games that were available at launch were like Spider-Man, Madden 2005. Uh, there's a Metroid Prime game. It's Hunter's First Hunt. I don't know if that's like a different... I don't know if that's a sub of metroid prime or like i don't know whatever there's a metroid prime game super mario 64 ds was one of the like games that was released the same day mm -hmm. december december tiger woods pga tour wow <laughs> and then WarioWare didn't come out until february 2005 so that was after so like and then the pokemon games like whatever diamond and pearl didn't come out for a long time so i don't know there weren't a lot of early games so i don't know why this game sold low i think it was just a saturated video game market and i think people were like kind of lukewarm about Wind Waker, Four Swords, Wind Waker and Four Swords. So maybe they were like, eh. maybe people were lukewarm about the Game Boy Advance, like it was the end of its life because the DS had just come out. Yeah, I think even I there's not that many games on a new console, the like end of life games of the previous console don't get a lot of sales. Yeah, or... I wouldn't be surprised. So I feel like that I my suspicion is that that's why, because I was like, why? Because this game is great. Well, at least I really enjoyed mm -hmm. it. So it seemed kind of weird to have the lowest sales of all of the Zelda games for whatever reason. But yeah, and it hadn't been ported very much, as you said, Kasim. It's not mm -hmm. the same as like, like Legend of Zelda is one of the highest yeah. selling, like the original one, but it's been ported over and over and over Plus again. Plus side, that means if you own a genuine copy, you can sell it for a lot. Because <laughs> yeah, there's not that circulation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot of, a lot of counterfeit copies, <laughs> it seems like. Mm. I was looking at... I was yep, trying to buy this is. on eBay and I found a listing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Mine I bought mine from a like a legitimate store and it was like over a hundred dollars, so I think <laughs> that it's I hope it's genuine. It better be. Mm. But yeah, the eBay listing that I saw had like four cartridges with four different labels and mm -hmm. I was like, I'm very suspicious <laughs> about this. <laughs> yeah, I bought mine loose in like a yeah. random GameStop and I was just like, Oh, I've never played this Zelda game. So like, I don't think they knew they it was counterfeit. Just They're on. just like, oh, it works, and put it in their case. So mm. exactly, and it works, so like, I don't I care. Wouldn't, I don't <laughs> I'm not going to sell it to anyone. Did you? Did it? Um, did it have the same content? <laughs> yes, <laughs> it didn't turn into like a Godzilla game halfway through <laughs> like or something. A, or like um like a hacked Pokemon game. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know. Whatever. So listen, <laughs> if you have one and you don't want it, it's very valuable. Highly recommend reselling on eBay or whatever. Mm -hmm. Anyway, these are the things that I learned. That was my intro. Seamless segue to Kayla's <laughs> actual story summary <coughs> is where we're going now. Okay. Oh, wait, one more thing I wanted to say, I guess. I forgot. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. This was released when, so the Game Boy Advance was released in 2001. The SP was released in 2003. And those were the last like ripped to Nintendo naming their consoles with game in the title because mm. I think those were all the last ones, right? Mm, mm -hmm. <laughs> so we're moving out of the game era into the game boy. 
Game Series Dash era. Game X. <laughs> yeah, Game Boy, GameCube era. So, anyway, hmm. that's all I wanted to say. Because after this is the Wii, because we're going to play Twilight Princess next. Yeah. And then it'll be the DS for handhelds, which will come up after that. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. Pour one out for game, game quote-unquote game. It's okay, because our parents <laughs> will still refer to every handheld game as a Game Boy. As a Game Boy. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm down. <laughs> Tell us the story about what happened in Minish Cap. Well, Minish Cap is the origin story of Link's hat. Well... <laughs> So naturally, we begin with a legend of a previous hatless hero with rather luscious hair. Mm-hmm. Def- He's good looking. He has some serious hair going on. Yeah. yeah. It's very, um, Legolasi. <laughs> the whole, yeah, his whole vibe is very Legolasi. <laughs> so yeah, previous hatless hero with great hair who defended Hyrule from a darkness that threatened to swallow it long ago. He did this with the help of the tiny Minish people who gifted him a powerful sword and a magical light force, which he used to drive back the encroaching shadows. The sword was then carefully enshrined within the kingdom, and the people of Hyrule, grateful for the help of the Minish, began to hold a festival in their honor each year. The Minish themselves, rarely seen by human eyes, became creatures of legend, including the tale of a door between their realm and Hyrule that opens only once every hundred years. Our story proper begins at one of those one hundred year intervals on the day of the festival. The Princess Zelda sneaks out of the castle to visit her friend Link, and the two go into town to attend the festival together. While the two play games and listen to storytellers, they hear some buzz around town about the winner of the annual sword fighting competition, a mysterious stranger dressed all in dark clothes. I said dressed all in black, but it's definitely not black. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It can't possibly be good, because he's mysterious and dressed in dark clothes, which Mm -hmm. means that's how you know Mysterious sword. I was like, oh, he sounds cool. (laughs) (laughs) Is it Zoro? Yes. They head up to the castle to see the award ceremony, where a fine blade is presented as a prize. But the mysterious winner, Vati, is more interested in the other award, the chance to touch the blade from the Minish legend. Or rather, he's more interested in the ancient chest where the blade is enshrined, and the power he believes is held within. Vati easily defeats the guards present and shatters the legendary sword, forcing the chest open. But there is no secret power within, only a swarm of ancient monsters that escape to roam the land once more. Vati seals Zelda in stone, commenting that the power that runs in her family will cause him trouble later, and leaves to continue seeking the magical force he desires. The king, devastated over his daughter's fate, gives Link the task of seeking out the Minish people to help reforge the legendary blade that Vati shattered in order to break the curse, as the Minish are said to only appear before children. Link sets off right away for the forest where the Minish supposedly still reside, and on his way through these woods, he encounters an odd being who resembles a green hat with a bird's head on the end. This being is being harassed by monsters, and he yells at Link to help him. Once safe, he listens to Link's story, and then claims that they have much in common, as he has also been cursed by Vati and is seeking a way to break it. He introduces himself as Ezlo and joins Link on his journey. And after a few failed attempts to hop along after him, he plants himself on Link's head, completing the classic stylish ensemble we know so well. The two proceed through the woods, and Ezlo's presence immediately proves helpful, as he turns out to be a sorcerer capable of shrinking Link down to Minish size using certain portals in the world, which is the only way they're able to enter the Minish village within the woods. In the village, they meet with the Elder, who explains that four mystic elements are required to fully reforge and repower the ancient blade. He tells Link where to find these elements, and then Link is off on his grand adventure. After retrieving two of the elements, Link is able to get the base of the sword reforged, and is sent to a place called the Elemental Sanctuary to infuse it with power from the elements. This sanctuary lies within Hyrule Castle, behind a door that only opens once every hundred years. With the power of two of the four elements within his sword, Link heads back out to seek the rest, but he is soon stopped by Vati, who reveals that he knows Ezlo personally, as he actually used to be Ezlo's apprentice. Link escapes the trap Vati left him in, and then Ezlo comes clean with the full story. 
Ezlo and Vati are in fact both Minish. Ezlo was once a renowned sage and craftsman who took Vati on as an apprentice. But even as a boy, Vati had been enthralled by the wickedness within the hearts of humans. One day Vati stole a powerful creation of Ezlo's, a hat that would grant the wishes of its wearer. He wished himself into the form of a dark sorcerer, cursed his master, and left to find the light force told of in legend, seeking to transform himself into a perfect, all-powerful being. Ezlo followed Vati to the human world, hoping to stop him, and then ran into Link. With all that out in the open, the two continue on their journey, retrieving the last two elements and bringing them back to the sanctuary. With the power of all four elements infusing it, the sword is restored to its original power, the legendary Four Sword. Link is also granted access to a secret chamber, which reveals that the light force Vati seeks now resides within Princess Zelda. Unfortunately, Vati was waiting and watching for Link to make it this far, and he learns this truth at the same time. He whisks the princess away to prepare to extract the light force from her, and Link takes off in pursuit. After a difficult chase, Link finds Vati and interrupts him before he can fully drain that power from Zelda. Vati uses the power he has gained to transform himself into monstrous, powerful forms, but after a hard-won battle, Link still emerges victorious against Vati. He uses the Four Swords' power to restore Zelda from stone, and then Ezlo, returned to normal with Vati's defeat, encourages Zelda to use the magical hat left behind by Vati to heal Hyrule of all the damage done by him. With his mistakes corrected, Ezlo returns through the door to the Minish Realm, which closes behind him for another 100 years. But first, he leaves behind a gift for Link, a familiar green hat. Yay, Yay. hat! <laughs> That's the story. Does this mean that this, like, takes place before any of the other games where he has a hat? It's one of the early ones. I can't remember where it is in the official Um, because I think, I think Skyward Sword is technically the first. I think Skyward Sword is the earliest one. Skyward Sword is the earliest, yeah. This is the hero has a hat timeline, right? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's very important. Yeah, this is, it takes place, like, after Skyward Sword. Okay. So, I don't know, I guess he lost his hat between the two. Does he get a hat in Skyward Sword? Because the part that I played, he didn't. I don't remember him having a hat. He has a hat. It's part of his like knight uniform. Okay. In in the Sky School. I see. (laughs) Minish Cap was really fun though, and it was very cute. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's sort of a little like one of the smaller, more self-contained kind of Zeldas. Where, Mm -hmm. like, you got Link and Zelda, but there's no mention of Ganondorf. Not at all, for once. Sort of a smaller evil uh, Vati. They do have him depicted at the like opening sequence, don't they? Eh, sort of. It doesn't really specify. I mean, it, yeah, but I mean, it's it... a you know big boar thing, but it just says like shadows <laughs> encroached on the land and stuff. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it could be. It could anything. just be a giant moblin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he he looks like a giant moblin. Like that form mm-hmm. looks like a giant yeah. moblin. So yeah, yeah, it could be anything. Vague. Mm-hmm. That's what makes it yeah. great. That's what makes this whole series great. Mm-hmm. Vague lore. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes, we alluded to a little bit, Vati did originate in the uh, Four Swords games, though mm-hmm. I don't think he has much of a character there. He's just kind of an evil purple cloud <laughs> <laughs> who kidnapped princesses. <laughs> he doesn't have the same form, but mm-hmm. he's purple and called Vati, so. Yeah. Yeah, this yeah. is the only one where he looks like a kind of a normal dude part of it. You mean until he's all eyeballs out of every yes. part of his body or whatever. He becomes more and more like a weird eyeball cloud yeah. during the fight. But yeah, he has like a normal human form at the beginning. Or a normal whatever. Minish. Mm-hmm. He was well, He was a minish and then he like made himself a human sorcerer, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess he, that was he what he wished. humans were cool and evil. I was just thinking while you were reading your summary... <laughs> Like, why do people, why do other races keep helping humans? 
Like what? Is, you know, it's like the oh, the Picori gave them the sword to fight evil and gave them the the light force. It's like why? Why are you doing this? You know, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the game implies they get some kind of like happiness from making humans happy. Like, I guess so. Like this is also kind of the like origin story of why there's rupees and bushes when you cut them down. <laughs> Diminish, so you're saying like, they just want to? The <laughs> they just want to create delight. That sounds mm-hmm. nice. <laughs> They're happy little cute mouse critters. That yeah, just they have little make people happy. They have mice with little long ears, like mm-hmm. highly. They're very cute. I really like the Minish design. Yeah, they're super cute. Uh, I didn't notice that much in the game, but I was looking at like the art later and like the, especially the concept art, and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. it's so cute. Mm-hmm. During the game, I was like, I gotta find the fucking book or whatever. You know, I was like yeah. focused on whatever <laughs> task I was doing to not be. I don't mm-hmm. know. I wasn't looking at them that much. Yeah. That in and I like how they're scrutinizing like, them. <laughs> yeah, and I like how like a lot of them like live in the world with humans, just like in their houses and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> their little tiny homes, like borrow like, books and then drop them down to return them. <laughs> I like that humans can't see you, but animals can. Mm-hmm. You can, like, talk to the chicken. Fusing kinstones with the chicken was, like, my favorite part yeah. of the game. <laughs> Actually, fusing kinstones with the weird wall, mysterious wall was my favorite yeah, part. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I was like, oh, you couldn't really fuse kinstones with anything. Some of the dialogue one. around fusing kinstones, I was like, is that what they're calling it these days? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh, be gentle or whatever. I'm like, ah. <laughs> oh, oh, <okay. laughs> definitely has that or they're like oh you want to fuse kinstones with me and it's like okay i I don't know do i (laughs) at least there's no trees that fall in love with you in this game yeah (laughs) oh i like also uh one other thing that i thought while you were doing your summary was like always sending children to do tasks oh so convenient the picori will only show themselves to children and send a kid to go (laughs) fix this place they're like (laughs) that's true that's true normally it's just like oh my nephew, I'm I am incapacitated. You go save the world, mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like in, mm-hmm. or just like yeah. you, boy who washed up on this island, <laughs> or like you, boy, world weary boy who has traveled through time and now arriving in this mysterious land. Stop this! Stop the moon from falling down, or whatever. <laughs> you know. I mean, I remember Classic. that happened to me all the time when I was younger. <laughs> yeah. I know now we're old. Now nobody wants us to save the world. Yeah. <laughs> his grandfather's a swordsmith and used to be a swordsman, so explains why Link can use his sword. So. You mean he has another pick uh, it up? another game where Link has a relative. <laughs> yeah, yes. I know. Nice. Yeah. And also Zelda is explicitly his friend. Yes. And not just like you, random lad, save the world. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I knew you would help me. I'm just a random princess and you're just a random child from the Kokiri forest or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's something that <laughs> did make the game very homey, I guess, is that, like, people knew you. Oh, yeah. Because, mm-hmm. like, in A Link to the Past, you had a, like, an uncle or something, right? But, like, no yeah. one else really mentioned you. Um, in Link's Awakening, people were very friendly, but you were an outsider. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess there was some people in The Wind Waker and an outsider. Yeah, the people mm-hmm. in Outset know you. Yeah, we talked a bit about it with Wind Waker, where it's like, that Link's just kind of a normal kid with a fairly normal life yeah. until shit happens, and like, this one kind of is too. It's like, you know, he mm-hmm. lives with his grandpa, he's a member of the town. Yeah. Yeah, when you go back, they're all like, hey, Link. Uh, actually, everywhere you go, they're like, oh, I heard there was a boy. Oh, all right. the Picori know about you too. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, I heard there was a boy going to get all the elements, or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay, news spreads fast in the 
in the minish, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of a neat little detail that like the like the humans called them the Pakori because that's like the noise they make, but like they actually call <laughs> themselves the Minish. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like good lore for like having a another race in your in this land at this time. Mm-hmm. Oh, where you're just like, how are the Zora fish people? I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> don't ask questions. How are they fish people that turn into birds? Don't ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> I like that Ezlo just decided to create a hat that would make you all powerful and like great yeah, your wish. Yeah. It's like this will never turn <laughs> turn out badly. Everyone is great. Nothing bad could ever happen from this. Everyone has great <laughs> wishes in their hearts. And Vadi is meanwhile like mm-hmm. I want to become the greatest sorcerer mm-hmm. in all the whole world. <laughs> like the Ezlo is just like a grumpy old man. Ezlo's the sassiest hat that ever existed. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's like most of your companions in the games are like magical fairies and <laughs> <laughs> talking magical boats who are <laughs> souls of dead kings. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Ezra's just this grumpy old dude who got cursed <laughs> and is like, hey, take me with you. Ezra's like, oh, you can help me. I'm just going to sit on your head. And then you go into a dungeon and he's like, wow, it's fucking cold in here. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> you're like thanks Ezra. but also like he does give you advice <laughs> yeah my favorite part is when you first run into the mine carts in that one dungeon uh-huh. Uh-huh. he's like oh yeah. don't be afraid it'll be fine and then you get on there and it like takes off like a so fucking fast. rocket and then afterward yeah. he's like holy uh-huh. shit what just happened <laughs> yeah <laughs> why'd you make me do this <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah everything's fine mm-hmm. except it's not <laughs> yeah yeah I literally laughed out loud when that minecart took off. <laughs> I know, I was screaming. Like, mm-hmm. This is the greatest. <laughs> He's like, Wah! Yeah. The whole time, which is legitimate. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's just, the, the animation's definitely got a very satisfying, like, it's I don't really know, funny. thing to it. Like, as it goes really fast, and then, like, around the turns, it just goes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It, I think it's also it, really funny if you, like, played other games, because there's, like, the minecarts in the other games, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to, like, shoot just something. just along, yeah. <laughs> yeah, while well, I'm on the minecart, I'm gonna have to hit that switch with my arrow or something later. No, you <laughs> you can't do anything while you're in the minecart. Yeah. <laughs> you're lucky Hold if on your for dear life. That's all body. you can do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the bosses are fun in this game, because some of them are yeah. just normal enemies that are giant, because you're tiny. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I got to go fight the giant, giant Octorok. <laughs> and then I was like, yeah. oh, wait a minute. I'm tiny. He's mm-hmm. a re- it's a regular Octorok. Yeah. Or a regular Choo Choo. Mm-hmm. Fighting the giant Choo Choo is funny. It's so blobby. Yeah. yeah. I like that they took the Choo Choo design from like Wind Waker and now it's like, this mm-hmm. is the Choo Choo. This is what we're doing mm-hmm. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also really like the boss of the... Um... The wind thing. I keep wanting to call it the city in the, the sky. The wind palace. Um, I can call it the cloud, cloud palace. palace of the sky? Something like that. I think it's the wind palace. Palace of the winds. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. The wind. Um, yeah, that was a really interesting. The manta ray. Yeah, those yeah. flying giant manta rays. It's called the Gyorg pair, but they do not resemble either of the Gyorgs that have no. existed in the game so far. No. Um, it's. I think it's just like general fish-esque yeah. boss. It's like what that means. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fish-esque. But you like hop between the two of them. and That was really cool. have to do like different things on each one. It's pretty cool. I regretted not making it there. I'm excited to do that sometime mm-hmm. when I play this game in the future because I didn't finish. But I was like watching it. And I was like, wow. Wow. Look at them. Look at the big manta ray. Look at them jump mm-hmm. on the manta ray. And then you got to hit the eye on the one and you got to split yourself. Everything about it was great. Mm-hmm. The other dungeons were fun too. Like they were all the bosses. Like I thought this game overall wasn't as hard as other Zelda games. I mm-hmm. thought that. And then I got to Vati and I found him very <laughs> well, difficult. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. there's a sharp difficulty spike around the Palace of Winds. Mm-hmm. Um, that that also but still overall hard. it was, yeah, but like overall it was still fairly 
like mm-hmm. not as difficult as some others. Like I feel like the map uh, was small. Like it's, a, it's a, I feel like it's a short game. The map was small, but I got lost a lot. Being like, okay, where do I mm-hmm. go now? Um, but I also felt like it was very packed. Like everywhere mm-hmm. there was something to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a very interesting sort of. Yeah, it was a well-designed world. There was something interesting mm-hmm. to see yeah. in most of the most parts of it. Yeah, there were always little caves or little. If you mm-hmm. made things appear with kinstones or whatever, like yeah. there was always mm-hmm. stuff that you could do. Yeah, that was a neat aspect too that you could like kind of liven up areas you've already been through by mm-hmm. opening up secret passageways or summoning yeah. golden enemies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do think the cloud palace or whatever it's called seemed a lot harder, like because you can fall to your death at any point. First of all, because mm-hmm. it's all floating. And then you have to do a lot of, the, like, using the sword and, like, timing when you use the sword to, like, create copies of yourself. Mm-hmm. That definitely looked... I Like I said, I didn't play that part, but it looked much more complicated. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the nice thing is that until you make the copies, like, the little light on the ground you make isn't vulnerable. Because, like, yeah. that was a problem I kept having is, like, I kept... Like, by the time I dodged everything and then was able to get up to... Like, I got hit again. And then I realized that just, like get ready to make the last one and dodge everything and make the last one. And that made it better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually think the whole process was a little too long. I think they should have shortened it. Yes. Up. Yeah. Um, Cause like you have to like charge up your spin attack and then the bar has to fill and then you have to walk over everything, walk over all the p- things. Yeah. And, yeah. I think that mm-hmm. there's a, um, I think there's like an upgrade where it'll make your thing charge faster. Like it'll make the bar move mm-hmm. faster, but it's still, is long. that what it was or was it an upgrade that made it so that you started your spin attack like your like getting up to the spin attack was faster i thought that's what I it was i don't remember i thought it makes the actual bar go faster like huh. when it, yeah you might be right there's an upgrade somewhere that i didn't do either but <laughs> somewhere you can do that which would be very valuable i think mm-hmm. there are a couple of things that like when my nitpicks this is getting ahead but like things like <laughs> just took a little too long with like um mm-hmm. Like, if you got set on fire or frozen, it took forever to get yeah, back to normal. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, I get if it. You're, <laughs> if you're on fire, you run so far. So, like, there was, mm-hmm. I think, one of the times... Yeah, you can, like, mash yourself against the wall and just run into it until you, it ends. But it's like, good God, when is it going to end? Yeah, but if you hit one <laughs> fire... There's, like, that one boss where there's fire. I, there might be more than one. But I was thinking of the specific one. Uh, probably the first one. Where if you get if you get set on fire then your only choice is to like run around that room and then get like set on fire again. It takes yeah. so long. It's really yeah. annoying, fucking annoying. Mm-hmm. And then if you get like frozen by the wizard robes, you're just sitting there mashing yeah. the B button for like 10 minutes until it finally breaks free. Mm-hmm. That was why it was so hard for me to beat mm-hmm. the Octorok as well. Cause you mm-hmm. get frozen and then it's still spinning mm-hmm. around. And by the time you're finally free, it's like spun in a different direction or like it freezes mm-hmm. you again or it gets sucks you in or whatever. It was kind of annoying. Yeah. You also had some uh, new enemies that only appear when you're in minish size. Cause when you're big, they're just like bugs. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The flies, the muscly flies. Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The, the beefy flies. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why do they have so many muscles on their backs? <laughs> I guess they kind of have human. And then like the weird little bodies. Mouse things that zoom around the room. Yeah, the little, stuff. yeah I kind of yeah. interpret them as they reminded me of the bugs from Dr. Mario. So I mm. interpreted them as little oh, bugs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes, those little things, the little mm-hmm. red and blue things that spin around really fast. It's also a new form of like lake that has a little like rupee lure like an anglerfish. Mm-hmm. I know, and I got sucked in yeah. by one, and I was like, ah, <laughs> how dare you betray me? Steals your money instead of your shield. Oh, mm-hmm. is that what happened? I think I was they like, showed how up. Come I still have my shield. And I see. Yeah. yeah. I think they showed up in Four Swords, but this is the first time we're seeing them. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, and I like the um, – they sort of combine the, like, old version of, like, floor wall masters with the yeah. um, Wind Waker style. So they had that kind of coloring and design to them but behaved like the old version. Yeah. yeah. They, yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought in general the, like, graphic style was really cute and nice. It mm-hmm. has, like – it's, like, Wind Waker-esque, but it's still not – it's not, like, um, you know, like, the later handheld games. Like, it's not, mm-hmm. like, Spear Tracks or whatever. It's, like, not quite there. Yeah. But it's, like – the Zelda has like a similar outfit and like similar appearance, mm-hmm. and he's like kind of a, a little jibby, and his outfit, mm-hmm. Link's outfit, is similar. Yeah, King Roan kind of looks like the king from. Yeah, Wind Waker. he makes the Wind same Waker. little noise that. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did notice a lot of. Um, <laughs> There's some Wind Waker sound effects. Sound bites, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, although a lot of the sound for, that was repeated from Wind Waker was repeated from other games, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I can't tell. Is this screaming from Ocarina of Time or Wind Waker? I'm not sure anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The I thought all the bosses were cool. The dungeon bosses were cool, and the dungeons were cool. Like the mm-hmm. dungeons mm-hmm. themselves have different. Like, they are very different. They have, like very different mechanics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you still know what to do, but I feel like they. I think they were more, like, different to each other than some of the other handheld games that we played. Like, we, we mm-hmm. talked about it with A Link to the Past, which is not a handheld. It was a handheld for me, because I played it in the, <laughs> the, the, yeah. port, the ported yeah. one. But it's like a 2D game. Yeah. The 2D game, yeah, exactly. It was very repetitive. Um, mm-hmm. The dungeons were very repetitive. And this game, the dungeon sort of, like, gimmicks, like, the, the ice... And the sun in the water and the drop temple of droplets or whatever it's called the droplet place, mm-hmm. and then like the <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> to go retrieve the sacred mystic element from the droplet place. <laughs> <laughs> I was like droplets. This is the name. Okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. Just call it the water. I guess you can't call it the water temple. People would people would panic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I kind of like that name since it's one of the ones you're mini for. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. It's, so that's it's like true, actually. That, like, it is a droplet. It's just, it's huge to you. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. no, you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the jumping on the, well, the whole cloud thing being, having no edges or very few edges. Yeah. And then also, mm-hmm. like, um, you jump on those, like, grates to flip them over and, like, using Rock's cape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What was that? Yeah, I didn't even, like, fully realize I was actually in that dungeon for a while. Like, I, <laughs> yeah, I was still, oh, like, I see. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like reaching it, you know, because you were outside yeah. for a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. And yes. then I like, then I like consulted my map. I'm like, oh, I'm actually in the dungeon. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. And then there's the one in the the woods. I don't remember. Anyway, but they all have kind of like different. They they are like they have puzzles that are stuff that you like understand what to do, but they're very different from each other. I thought that was nice mm-hmm. this time. Yeah. Uh, should we talk about? play game form playing stuff mm-hmm. and also whatever uh, segue to segue to segue to cosm that's what i'm trying to I'm say i'm ready for that okay <laughs> all right so minish cap 2d game um Yeet. i think it's like the last one by the way uh i mean i i think they i always I, consider the other handheld like like um spirit tracks to be I guess they're not 2D. 3d they're kind of like a yeah. fixed perspective 3d Kind of like yeah. the new version. They're still kind of top down, thing. like in the style, yeah. but it's like like it's yeah. definitely with like little polygons and stuff. You're it's, no av- yeah, it's, it's definitely not like they're not, yeah. yeah, yeah, they're not sprite That's based, true. but mm-hmm. yeah. Um, 
And yeah, as we talked about, uh, one of the key gimmicks is the you shrink down to a minish size, and there are certain areas that you access uh, that you're still in the big overworld, but you're tiny, tiny, wee little. And then there are other ways so you small. go in as a minish, and <laughs> it's just you're shrunk down, and it's pretty similar to you being not small, but you're small. <laughs> and I think, as we said, like some of the enemies are smaller. You fight bigger versions of the of of enemies you've encountered before. Well, since you're mini, it's a bit... They're like normal enemies, but you're small, so they seem yeah. gigantic. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Um, Overly explain the concept. <laughs> <laughs> um, another interesting yeah. uh, mechanic is the kinstones. Um, you yes. find them um, throughout, and you use them to fuse with other people. And Anything, it apparently. Changes, or, yes. <laughs> yeah. Other um, people, hey, animals, clouds, inanimate objects, yeah. clouds of people too, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it's uh, it changes the environment. So like, you, there's a lot of going back to places. Um, you have to sort of talk to people and like see who you have infused with. Um, so it's a very interesting mechanic um, that's never brought back. Mm-hmm. We don't know what they'll do in Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> There's apparently supposed to be there's like kind of an early concept for a minish like like tiny people in Breath of the Wild originally, but they just never wound up doing it. Mm. Like you can see some concept art of like Link talking to tiny people. Oh, talking mm. to tiny people. <laughs> well, some people there was like fake. I don't know if it's fake. There was like joke speculation about the because he's in the clouds being like the wind tribe or whatever from Minish mm. Cap being the mm. or whatever something like that. So this is. Joke Tumblr specula- speculation. I don't know if it's real or jokes. You know how Tumblr is. <laughs> um. Oh, so for items, there's a surprisingly large number of unique items. I feel so many good ones too. Um. Yeah, you've got the gust jar. Moments. Uh, you get a yeah <laughs> suck up things like a vacuum and then <laughs> spit out a puffball. Yeah. Um, and it, it reacts in different ways. You can suck up enemies and then launch them. Some enemies you like knock them dizzy um mm. like flying things um things like that um oh yeah your sword yes. we don't even have the master sword we have the four sword mm-hmm. and it's various iterations uh, before it's fully upgraded mm-hmm. um yeah but it, they brought sword beams back which made me really happy they brought sword beams back they brought i like how um, there's one when you're at full health one when you're at one heart <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah. then there's the cane of uh pocky you yeah. flip things around you can throw it in holes and you can start jumping around yeah it's pretty cool um the mole mitts um usually i mean we have yeah well actually because we've had shovels before where you can dig um but these you can't really dig in the ground you dig things that are like like you you dig tunnels for yourself yeah 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 it's interesting i I like it it was um cool Um, it's kind of satisfying. I don't know. Just in general, it reminded a lot me of the, the uh, animations and the the mole transformation in uh, Yoshi's Island. Oh, it reminded me of terraforming in Animal Crossing, <laughs> at least in the most recent version. I think, am I crazy, or is there a item kind of like this in Skyward Sword? I believe there is. Yeah, I don't know. It actually might be called the same thing. It might be the mole mitts. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's something similar at the very least. Oh, it's not quite. <laughs> so, yeah, when I click on moments, it says only Minish Cap. But 
The digging mitts, apparently. Ah, uh, yes. Should called them the mole mitts. That's a missed opportunity. But it yeah, upgrades I'm, to I'm the ma- sure. it upgrades to the magma mitts, which are those little digger dudes. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> I guess that's fine. Um, I feel like mole is too real world for this. Yeah. <laughs> There's no moles in this game. Do you see <laughs> We're a mole? In Hyrule. I don't see a mole. A unique item that I d- didn't get is the remote bomb. I, f- I, I forgot that that was in there. I know. Mm-hmm. I didn't get that, but um, also... Yeah, I think you had to talk to all of Tingle's people, right? Or was it a boomerang upgrade? Uh, I don't remember. I didn't care enough to seek it out. The boomerang is Tingle's people. I didn't care enough to seek out either of those update upgrades, so... It's one of the Minish elders that you have to talk to. You have to talk to a little Minish person. Yes. Um, you got the uh, light arrow, um, which is interesting, and, and there's no magic in this game except for your four swords split. Four sword magic. So with like yeah. the light arrow, you just charge it, and it goes. Lantern didn't need any magic, things like that. Um, I know, and it was fun. I liked the lantern. It's like, ooh, I can use the light. Yeah, yeah, the lantern was... At any time. Yeah, and there's really... Because <laughs> um, you can walk uh, up to things, and you like kind of just light it on fire. Yeah. Which I saw... Mm-hmm. Um, I'll get to this in the speed run, but uh, you do that to a Wizrobe, you just walk up to it and he'll you'll burn it and they die. Wow. Yeah, I don't Why know. Uh, they were the green ones, I think. So I, it's not even like the ice ones are weak to fire or something like that. I, I think mm. it was just, they don't like fire. <laughs> it's a really aggressive lantern. Like when you light it, it goes like... Whoosh. Yeah, it has yeah. lots of noise. <laughs> For upgrades, you've got the grip ring, which is, I think, pretty... I don't think there's anything like that, where you get to climb up uh, oh, yeah. walls... Um, well, I guess, is that really only useful in the mountain area? Do you climb anything else? I think there's, like, one or two other walls that show up, but they're not really, like, a challenge. Like, they don't have rocks yeah. coming down or anything. No. That is one uh, com- complaint I-, I heard was that, like, a lot of items that were really cool are kind of forgotten about as soon as you get them. Mm-hmm. Like the grip ring, um, stuff the like that. The gust jar you use most of the game, though. The gust jar you use a lot. The cane you don't use a whole... Like, you use uh, to navigate around, but... Um, well, and to make turn flip like pots over so you can become small. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, you don't really use it in combat very much after the mm-hmm. boss. No. And I think they don't really uh, do too much more to advance, like, when you use it, other than, like... Like, the cane, I think, the at the Vati fight is an interesting sort of, like... That, like I, I was like, what do I do? No, they're not going to make me use the cane, are they? And they did. What did you have to use very... the cane for? Um, to flip, flip his, his arm up. arms up. So oh, yeah, yes, so you can go inside them. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that part. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love mechanics in games where you turn small and go inside of a thing. He, he, he. Sabotage it from the inside. <laughs> I felt excited. There's one of the mm-hmm. one of the bosses. You have to do that. Um, oh, it was a hand guy, the floating yeah, hand yeah, and yeah, head yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah, and you um, do it a couple times in here. Yeah, yeah like a, and then you do that for There's one in like a Banjo Kazooie game where you do something like that, and like, yeah, there's a couple yeah, others yeah. I can think of on top of my head, and they're always fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, technically, you go inside the Divine Beast in uh, Breath of Water, just not teeny tiny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's not the same, but it's kind of similar, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I like that you go in some of those, like uh, not the Dark Nuts, but whatever those other things are called. Um, oh yeah, the Armos. Armos. Yeah, yeah. You go inside those and turn them on or off, which is pretty funny. I was like, oh, a conveniently placed, um, like, thing to become small. I see what I have to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. I did like the, how they, they made you turn one on and then made you turn one off. Yeah. Afterward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, yes. It, was nice it wasn't one. the same mechanic. It was the same mechanic, not the same, like, intended It's outcome. not the same exact puzzle. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Sort of working backwards. I was so. like, oh, turn it off. And like, oh, turn it on. I see. <laughs> <laughs> 
the minute she tells you how to do it, it's like, have you tried turning it off and on again? <laughs> I was really annoyed when I walked up to the one that wasn't turned on, and I was like, I'm hitting it. Why isn't it coming to life? And then yeah, I had to yeah. go back and do the thing. I was like, oh, I see. The cape had, you know, I didn't look this up. Uh, the cape had a little, well, cape. Yeah, because usually it's the rock's feathers. When have we had the rock's There's cape an before? upgrade for rock's cape in some other game. I can't remember which one. Mm-hmm. You get rock's feather, and then you can upgrade it to rock's cape, and then you think you can go farther. Mm-hmm. So yeah, seasons, Oracle, Oracle of Seasons. Games. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Which would make sense, because they were all developed by Capcom. Oh, I forgot to say that at the beginning. Oh, this yes, game, yes. This game was also developed by Capcom, or in mm-hmm. in, uh, in in collaboration with Capcom, or however they choose to formally describe this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the other item... Oh, the Tiger Scrolls. You get some um, weapon or sword technique upgrades. Mm-hmm. Um some of them are pretty cool. Like we talked about like the the sword so beams beam. at full health and low health. Mm-hmm. There's a dash attack. It's kind of cool. You roll and then slide with your sword. Um, satisfying. I didn't learn that one. That's fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's like a hurricane spin. It's not called that, but like there's like yeah. a enhanced spin attack that's basically hurricane spin. Yeah. Um, that was very satisfying. When I got <laughs> that, and it's fun. Um, especially there's uh, towards the end in the like shadow castle or whatever. There's a room with a bunch of those little uh, thieving cat people. <laughs> and I just used that and just got all the way to the end, just killing all of them as I went. <laughs> it definitely spinning. had a satisfy to it, yeah. Yeah, I never found a good time to use the hurricane spin during Wind Waker. Like in an mm-hmm. actual place where like it would be super like actually mm-hmm. effective. Yeah. Because normally it's like fight a bunch of dark nuts or something and it's like, well I can't really just spin around. Like it's not gonna be effective, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like so yeah. It's nice that you found a place to use it that was satisfying in this game. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and it was definitely a lot easier because, like, I think in in Wind Waker, you you didn't have as much control on where you went, and you got dizzy afterwards. This one, I felt like you had uh, a lot more. It was a lot more usable. Mm. I used it to kill moblins all the time, and nice. Yeah, I think it was also just that, like, after the point that I got it in Wind Waker, I didn't have very much left. Like, there were definitely places yes. where there were a lot of mobs. Where, like, I could have used it earlier in the game, but it was more about, like, when the timing of when yeah. I was able to get it or something. And I was like, well, I got it. Like I said, it's like, oh, a room with three dark nuts. Well, it's not going to be helpful to, like, spin around. Like, yeah. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Maybe I should have tried it. Because <laughs> <laughs> you have to get them from behind and you have to, like, you know, yeah. it's kind of more. So the dark nuts just, like, stare at you while you're spinning, <laughs> spinning around. Mm-hmm. What's they kind of just, yeah. Like, I don't understand this warrior's technique. <laughs> <laughs> they all kind of look like they're scrutinizing you anyway. Like, they kind of look like you're staring at you anyway. Staring mm-hmm. into your soul mm-hmm. with their little Anubis eyes in, uh, mm-hmm. in Wind Waker. <laughs> mm-hmm. The style of the darkness in this game is also very similar, actually. Their, like, visual style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a little, yeah. you know, Game Boy Advanced version. Yes. Which was cute. Mm-hmm. I liked that. I liked that mm-hmm. style for them. Not the scary ones from <laughs> Ocarina of Time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The less notable items, I feel like, are the Picolites. Um, you can clear up a spot in the town for, and Beetle shows up and sells you these and you drink them, I think. I didn't actually use any of them. But you consume them and uh, it increases your drop rates for different items and such, mm-hmm. like hearts, rubies, kinstones. It looked yeah. like the charms, there's like the, you can get like, I can't, it's not called like Ferrari's Wind or whatever, or like Din's Fire, but there's like charms 
that you can get yeah. from them as well, but you have to keep them in a jar. Are they like one-time consumable, or does it just have like a time limit? Uh, they are consumables that. Um, oh, it's uh, just called Din's Charm, I guess, right? Yeah. Who's in consumable mm-hmm. with Ferrore? Gorman will live at Hyrule Town. Blah blah blah. Rent a house. Blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah, you have to play real estate agent for the gods. <laughs> yeah, I know that was really funny. <laughs> Din's Charm. Din's Charm turns Link's clothes red and increases his attack. Oh, it doesn't say if it's just, like, consumable or not. That's yeah, just all that it says. I mean, and I it also don't changes remember. your tunic color, which is kind of cool. You talked about multi-links, right? I can't remember. You mentioned it briefly. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You can, um, for a brief period of time, you can um, go onto these pads that will split you into two, up, three, or four links. Up to three? Yeah. Up to four, depending on which version of the four sword you have. How many elements do you have, essentially? Mm-hmm. And um, you use it to unlock puzzles, defeat bosses, um, put, you know, the typical um, puzzles and such like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Stand and then if you to open a door, etc. Yeah, if you get hit, um, if you or your clones get hit, or you wa- make your clones walk into a wall, they'll disappear. Mm-hmm. Um, or you run out of time. It's like time limited. Yes, yes. You have a magic meter that drains when you have them out. And they disappear then too. Um, and other things like I think you can't roll using certain items uh, and such um, causes them to disappear as well. But yeah, it was it was, it was um, you know inspired by four swords, but definitely the execution is a lot different. Oh, my favorite enemy came back. I was looking through my list of topics. Oh yeah, and my favorite enemy. I mean, the enemy I hate the most, Moldorm, came back. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I was like, I can't believe this. <laughs> when are we going to not have to fight Moldorms again? The mini ones, the little tiny ones, not the big one. I don't so, mind the mini ones. The big one can go to hell and stay there. <laughs> as long as it's, there's not something that I'm going to fall off of and have to reset. I yeah. like that with the um, mm-hmm. Georg, oh, yeah, yeah. double Georg mm-hmm. battle, it, like the boss, you fall off, but then you just take damage. You don't have to like restart. Yeah, I was like, yeah, this yeah. is good planning. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I also liked how um, in some of the like multi-level dungeons that had like falling through the floor as a mechanic, you could see like a mini version of the floor beneath you, so you didn't yes. have to like guess where you were gonna fall. Like, yes, that's yeah. what I've come like, Oh, that. that's where I was before. Yeah. The general like structure of that specifically mm-hmm. in dungeons yeah. um, was better, but they also did yes. other sort of like, ooh, like parallax visual effects and stuff. That mm-hmm. was just one one variant. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we could theoretically seamlessly segue to talk about that. Unless there's other yeah. enemies and things. Oh, characters who came back? It is. It's great. Oh, yeah. It is pretty. Mm-hmm. Dampay the Graveyard guy came back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the big Goron came back. Mm-hmm. The Gorman. <laughs> yeah. The organ grinder guy also. But, like, not maybe not the same guy. Mm. An organ grinder was there. <laughs> yeah. Nope, not playing the song of storms, though. How dare you? How dare you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't use any of those, like, Pico-like things or whatever, but it, when I like, walked into town Aww. and he was there, I was like, I see you, Beetle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see you. And Tingles were there, but I didn't talk to them either. Yeah. yeah. Malin and uh, Tal- Talon. Talon? Is that his dad's name? Yeah, Talon and Malin, yeah. right? Malon, yeah. Talon, Malon. The ranch was there. I like that it's like, you gotta go in and get the spare key for them, which is hilarious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? Oh, the key that pissed me off was Dampy's. 
Because he's like, oh, oh here, the take the key. Steal it. The bird steals it. And then you go and he's like, here, give me the key. I'll open it for you. It's like, bitch, why'd why you give you me here? the key in the first place? <laughs> Just so they can like add a thing to make it The bird was only like one screen over, though. I thought I know, it was right? more complicated than that. I was like, oh. Yeah. yeah. The whole, that whole thing was strange. <laughs> it's like i'll just just let me show up there like just make your way there and and um yeah. you know maybe he's there i don't know whatever strange yeah he's used to these birds well, you could at least warn me about it you know <laughs> you don't think that crows are gonna steal your shit all the time or whatever <laughs> yeah. um yes okay i don't know any other things that you want to say about gameplay other than before we start talking about how pretty this game is I mean, I got the speedrun stuff. If you oh, right. I was, sorry. Okay. I don't have a note in my own yeah. notes about speedruns. No, 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 no. No worries. I was trying to um, cut you off of speedruns. <laughs> you tried I to speedrun the speedrun session. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, I had to do that. Um, I forgot to watch a speedrun. So I had to watch you? that before we, we did today. So I had to skip skip ahead of a few things. But How um, long is the speedrun? It was an hour and a half. Okay. Um, and I had to watch it in like about an hour. So it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Um, and um, surprisingly, well, surprisingly, this game, I think, doesn't have too much crazy speedrunner stuff going on. Um, Not that they found yet, but they're always looking, it seems like. <laughs> I think, so I saw, I, um, you know, the, the games done quick, typically they have really good commentary, but mm-hmm. because of COVID, they weren't live. So they there was one that I watched, which... Um, did not have like it was you know they streamed it and um, I don't think the the guy guy had anyone like couching providing information about what was going on and mm-hmm. like the techniques and things like that so um, uh, like uh, something happened and I was like what the fuck happened let me so I I went and looked for an older one but they didn't even do that mm. um, so I don't know if it's a newer strategy um, but um, well tell us I about up, it yeah. <laughs> So, um, something that I learned that, I mean, not even really a speed run to, if you roll, you're invincible from most enemies. So you could just roll through them. Um, hmm. yeah, I don't know. Like I did that with, with the, um, dark nuts all the time. Yeah, you gotta roll and I was like, them. Oh, that's cool. And I didn't even realize that I could just do that to everyone else. <laughs> I just thought it was a dark nut specific thing. Hmm. Um, but yeah, you just, if so, an enemy's in your right way, you can roll past them. Hmm. Um, that's convenient. Yeah, um, there's really like five main glitches. Um, one is an ocarina glitch where if you um use the ocarina and then skip that little cutscene where the bird comes, you, the the uh, map freezes. Um, and so mm-hmm. it helps you walk through certain things that you're not supposed to walk through um, or stuff like that. Um, I forgot we didn't talk about the ocarina and the bird. Oh, yeah. The ocarina is back. It uh, works the, the same way as... Um, the warp whistle? Oh, no. Uh, the ocarina in... Link's Awakening. Is it Link's Awakening? Is it? Well, just that one song where the, the cuckoo picks oh, yeah, you up. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think Seasons? Mm-hmm. Or this one's sort of a blue parrot. <laughs> Except this one only has the one song. It does not have multiple songs like some of the previous games we've played. No. And it uses um, the warp whistle music. Yes. Yeah, and then a blue a blue parrot picks you up. Not blue chicken friend, but pretty close. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're uh, reminiscent of the... Uh... <laughs> the tutor tutorial parents. birds in yeah. the uh, Oracle games. 
Yeah, they changed, changed mm-hmm. their sprites slightly. I like when you go to the cloud place, all the parrots are chilling there too, which is also funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, speed run. So you, you do the warp and then the map freezes and you can walk through stuff. Yeah. And so that this lets you like glitch through a wall and then like previous games where you can just, you know, you're in a wall. So there isn't any, there's a barrier to get you in the wall. But once you're in the wall, you can kind of freely roam. But once you're out you're out so you can kind of the walls have eyes i don't know i've never seen it i assume that that's what it is <laughs> you can the walls have eyes it no am i wrong i don't know i haven't seen it either <laughs> i think it's funny for the portals the minish portals um mm-hmm. if you position yourself uh just right and use an item and then jump on it at around the same time you can then use that item while you're on the portal, and you can also jump off the, the portal and get a higher height. Hmm. And if you combine that with like getting hit or something like that, you can jump over walls that way too. Um, and <laughs> the walls are do that a couple low. Other skips. <laughs> yeah, I huh. guess so. Because you're already standing on like a pot, and then you just you jump even higher, and then get hit to get a little bit more height, yeah. and now you're in the walls again. Um, <laughs> Boss door clipping. Uh, you can use the the magical boomerang, and when you go through a boss door, as you have the boomerang out, don't actually enter the loading zone, and you can kind of like script uh, walk through the wall, and you can load other rooms. And when you're in the wall, um, sometimes you can it, it considers you like on a level above the floor, so it thinks you're like essentially in the ceiling. Hmm. So when you walk. You can start walking through, and you're just hovering over the the map. Hmm. I think I think that's a combination of the ocarina glitch and getting up to that level through some other technique anyway. And then, so you can like walk on water or walk on just like over things. Hmm. And then the one, this is the one that I I didn't see in the and oh well no okay so on this website it said that it was updated seven twenty three twenty nineteen. And I'm pretty sure that the speedrun I watched was from... No, it was from three years ago. So it could have been right before this was discovered. It's called Diagonal Angle rota- Retention. And when you go into a hole, um, like one of the ones that you use the cane to get yourself more air. So if you go in one of those holes and you jump out using a diagonal... yeah. And I, I guess it matters. Uh, so it should be clockwise of the, where you're facing. So if you're facing up, you want upright. If you're facing right, you want right down. You're, you're considered going at an angle. And when you start pulling things, you pull them at that angle. So um, in the second level, you know, there's you have to like pull a pole with a chest in it mm-hmm. and um, get it into a hole. You can pull it and instead of it coming with you, it goes at an angle diagonal. Hmm. And so you can use that to, like, skip through things that you're not supposed to. It'll go through walls and shit. Mm. It's really wonky. But yeah, that's about it. So a lot of just <laughs> clipping through walls and going through uh, things that way. But yeah, uh, the speedrun was about an hour and a half. It was interesting, but there wasn't a whole lot of crazy things going on. There was talks about uh, random number generation. Um, it works mm. the same way as Oracle of Ages. And I think Seasons, but they, it's, you just don't use RNG in that as much um where every time you slash you change the rng number so if you know what number you're at you can manipulate it so that uh a certain number of rolls happen and you know exactly what that order is going to be once you sort of know where you are in that 
RNG. There was so you're saying there's no like up down left right B A flip go through. Yeah, wall, there's nothing like that. There's nothing thing. like yeah. There's nothing like uh, what was it? Was it pull Oracle out an item, Ages? jump on your own sword? Yeah, I don't yeah, nothing like that. Nothing like that. Uh, it, with Oracle of Ages, you had to like you shoot an arrow, throw a boomerang, have a bomb explode, <laughs> stand right. on this pixel, and then and because your name was this, you're at the credit scene. <laughs> Right, like, right. Nothing, man. nothing and you like say that. no, so yeah. he shows you how to catch Pokemon, and then yes. you fly to Star <laughs> Island. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you know, it's, it's a pretty standard run. Um, just a lot of execution skills, not really breaking the game, not really that many glitches. Um, but the few that you did use, you used a lot. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Okay, so for the speed runs, it's been actually fairly active. Hmm. It seems like the top 11 have been within the last year or so, hmm. with the most recent being nine months ago. The most rec- the, 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 the number one speedrun being nine months ago. Um, so number one is TGH, who has it in one hour, 27 minutes, and 40 seconds. Let's see. There was uh, 100% uh, speedrun was done by Toad's Woot two years ago. <laughs> uh, three hours and 58 minutes. I can play this game for um, hours. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, it seems like a, a, not a very competitive uh, category. There's only 11 submissions over the. I mean, over the past eight what was the years. Game. There was one game that you looked at that only had like a few, like three or four. I think it was uh, Oracles. Uh, Oracle. It might have been Oracles and Ages. Both of them 100. Oh yeah, I think that's what like, it like, was. Because yeah. that, that was a long 10 hours or something. <laughs> but um so if you want to be a famous speedrunner oracles is the game to target <laughs> that's what i'm hearing or yeah. minish cap i guess <laughs> let's see yeah there's over a hundred and there's 183 in any percent and then in glitchless um tgh again coming in first mm-hmm. about 10 months ago uh two hours and 13 minutes and 15 seconds i guess that matters um mm-hmm. out of 35 uh submitted runs mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. All of those are, I think, fairly short. Uh, again, uh, I guess the, I don't know if it's uh, new developments, but um, ten months ago, nine months ago, um, the TGH beat the record for both. Hmm. <clears throat> ten months and nine months, yeah. So, what um, was the record before? Like, how long was it before? Uh, one hour thirty-one minutes and forty-nine seconds. So versus like it one hour twenty seven, so it was about four minute four, four minutes, minutes sh- shorter, and any percent and glitchless was also about four minutes and thirty seconds shorter. Hmm. That seems like execution difference, not like a yeah, yeah, major yeah. Glitch, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, four minutes. I don't know, maybe from no. like for an hour and twenty seven minutes. Four minutes is a good chunk of that, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. True. Um, there doesn't seem to be many more recent ones that compete because that was nine months ago and one year ago. We're in one and two, and then we have some more recent ones in like third and fourth and eighth place, you know, something like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't seem like a breakthrough happened recently. It may have just been, yeah, really good execution. Hmm. It um, was all the chat supporting them, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> or like I don't, I don't know, four minutes consistently in both. In both, maybe he found a four-minute shortcut that no one's. Yeah, I don't know. Oh well, okay. Let's see in. In glitchless, um, there was two years ago was eighteen minutes and uh, two hours and eighteen minutes, um, and then the same month, uh, TGH and someone else have uh, first and second place, 
So it was 218, 217, and 213. So again, TEGH came in with four minutes ahead. But um, second place was around that time too. But yeah, so that's the speed running, all the glitches in there um, that I saw and, you know, that were notable. Um, Nothing fancy. I mean... Not as, nothing I, weird I, and exciting like some of the other games that we talked about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed this game. Um, and I like I enjoyed playing it normally so much that I didn't I forgot about speedruns entirely. <laughs> so I guess that tells you something about the game. It was a definitely a very enjoyable game Yeah, for many reasons. Yeah, I was, I was pleasantly surprised because I remember really enjoying this when it came out, but I hadn't really played it since then. Yeah. I was kind of like, oh my god, is this... I was a dumb kid who just liked anything that was Zelda related <laughs> and like, am I going to be really disappointed with Your this? Zelda tinted glasses. It was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and it looks nice, which we can talk about. Mm-hmm. That's my seamless segue. <clears throat> Visuals. Let's start with the outside. <laughs> so like some of the Zelda's Zelda games that we've, played so far came with like special packaging where they were like gold or whatever and i didn't see anything for special packaging for this game but it did come bundled with a special uh edition of the nintendo uh with the game boy advance sp i was trying to remember what it's called (laughs) it took me a second so there was a special game boy advance sp that was like a gold um you know it's like the clamshell version and it had a triforce on the outside and it might have had a Hyrule Crust on the inside, I can't remember. But it was gold, which is most important. So that's where you get the gold mm-hmm. packaging. So There were a lot of special edition Game Boy Advance SPs. There were. They really liked why they went so crazy with that one. <laughs> There's a lot of special edition 3DSs also. Like three, like um, mm-hmm. 3DS XLs and stuff. Maybe not necessarily the first 3DS, but like, yeah. And I think, I don't know. They really like to go crazy with their handheld consoles. Because like the Game Boy Advance mm-hmm. had a number of different ones and so did the Game Boy Color. Like, Game Boy Color obviously had a lot. That was its whole kind of, like, deal. I've got an SP that has an overlay that looks like the NES <laughs> system and controller. Yeah, they do really like to make, specifically <laughs> like to make NES and Super Famicom <laughs> versions of the consoles, too. Which I is didn't really even funny. buy that one. I got it by accident. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in terms of visuals of the game itself, so technically, technologically, obviously the Game Boy Advance had a, the last handheld game that we played was Link's Awakening. I always get confused because I put Link to the Past um, on my handheld. Huh? The Oracle games are handheld. Oh, right, right, right. Duh. You're right. Yes. yes. They were for Game the Cube color. Boy Color? Yes. Yeah. I should know. <laughs> Since I talked about this before. But yeah, so this one, this game, um, I think it was the only, other than Link to the Link to the Past, the Link to the Past port, it was like the only, this was the only Game Boy Advance game, Legend of Zelda game. Mm-hmm. And so... That comes with, like, a higher resolution and also, like, more processing power. And what's cool, one of the cool things that I noticed specifically about the visuals in this game is that they... So, like you said, the floor, like, through holes in the floor, the background images they used were more detailed, which was cool. And also, they were rendered in a way that sort of produced, like, a parallax effect. So the thing that's closest, supposed to appear closest to you moves faster relative to things that are farther away. Mm -hmm. That is what parallax means. And so... Not only the backgrounds and dungeons, but also one time they used it a lot was when you're um, shrunken down to small size. So, like, mm-hmm. they used, um, like, layering that obscured you. So, like, there might be stuff on the sides that move slower um, relative to you walking, like, on the, like, like grass bending over the little tunnel. 
Um, or like when you're in the rafters, you can see the floor below, like you can see the background, a background of the floor in the house below in the like, um, not the library, the scholar's house. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, in the specifically when you're a little minish size, there's a lot of use of this like parallax effect of making things look really, making you look really small, making the environment look really big. So that was like one of the main specific things that I noticed. We kind of talked about how the visual style was very similar to Wind Waker in a lot of ways, but like 2D-ified and like sprite-ified. But yeah, that's specifically that parallax effect was one of the main things that I noticed that was happening Mm -hmm. that I thought was really interesting and different than some of the older games. But yeah, I didn't have a lot of comments. It's pretty looking. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's very pretty. It's definitely Um, one of the prettier Game Boy Advance games. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. This is toward the end of the Game Boy Advance life cycle, so it had pretty advanced, like, you know, they knew what they were doing, right? So it was pretty advanced-looking yeah. um, yeah. graphics and detailed graphics. Yeah, I remember in general, the Game Boy Advance compared to the Game Boy Color was such a huge jump. That, like, For sure. Yeah. Tiny little child yeah. mind, but this is definitely one <laughs> of the, has some of the prettiest use, use of the GBA graphics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I can specifically remember this is a different game, but, like, I was watching the... You know, like progress on the uh, the next Pokemon games, the Ruby mm-hmm. and Sapphire that were coming out, and like when I first saw like preview images of it, it was like blowing my mind, like all the colors <laughs> and mm-hmm. there's like reflections on water and stuff. I was like, what am I looking at? Like, yeah, it can support either 16 or 32 colors. I think the Game Boy could support like eight, so it had doubled. <laughs> A lot of the like it was technically it could support the Game Boy Advance could support 32 bit like rendering, but most of the time it end up being 16 because of like memory limitations so like things were Mm. still like were sort of limited in that way by the processing power of the of the um of the system and it had a similar like structure technically to the game boy advance and the super nintendo or sorry the game boy color and super nintendo um where it used like a similar processing engine but then it had like similar stats to the snes I learned a really interesting thing about the SNES, actually, while I was looking this up, because the Game Boy Advance could do this too, but it had different ways of rendering backgrounds, so, like, you could set different modes, and one of the ways, which we wasn't used in any of the games that we played, but you could take, like, a flat image and then skew it for the background. Um, I'm going to link, mm-hmm. like, a blog. I should link, I'll link this one too. There's a, I, I talked about the, I've been using this, like, resource, which is Rodrigo Copetti's um blog where he talks about all the technical architecture of all of the consoles but i showed a really good example so like imagine like um if you had like a flat image the game was for like um it was a racing game i can't remember which one but it's like skewed so that the road is like pointed in front of you and that's like a flat background that that was like like skewed to have like a perspective yeah i think so i think that's what it was Mm -hmm. and then um the sprite for the cars is like the back end of a car that's like flat so it travels along this like um what's it called uh like skewed flat background which is pretty cool so yeah the game boy advance can do that too (laughs) i don't think it was used very much in this game but i thought that was kind of interesting like ah the way that they like make all this happen is really beyond my depth technically but very interesting (laughs) yeah it makes me out of feeling my depth but it's cool um, but yeah, so it basically like um, the Game Boy, the Game Boy Advance could handle more back, like multiple background layers, and more uh, like color depth and more complexity in the imagery. And so all those things kind of combine to give you those like use of parallax in the game, in this game, and also just the overall detail and visual style 
you get a lot of like different looks and look looks and feels <laughs> different looks and like different different parts of the map too like i think the areas of the map are more differentiated from each other because you have like a greater color palette than some of the other games that we played mm -hmm. like i'm thinking like the difference between this and like the nes but um even compared to like the game boy you would still have greater variability which is pretty cool it's pretty in summary it's pretty mm -hmm. yes <laughs> i didn't have a lot of things to say like it's it's still like a sprite based game mm -hmm. it's just like a more a, a more advanced and like like richer version of the kind of games that we've already been playing that use yeah. this technique these techniques for a lot rendering. of the, the big like complex uh enemy sprites were cool too for like the boss yeah. battles and stuff yeah i enjoyed the big like multiple sprites together and stuff yeah uh do you have any other things you want to say about visuals or should i talk about sounds i don't have that much to talk about also just like awesome <laughs> <laughs> I uh, there's like three distinct sort of styles I think within the game. Hmm. Um, they use the stained glass art yes. for the opening sequence, and they use it a couple times. And then they have the sprite visuals, and then they have the more like um, I don't know, like photo more not photorealistic, but like like remember the end credits of um, Oracle of Ages and Seasons? Hmm. How they had those very nice. Um, not splash art. I can't think of the right word. But they got mm -hmm. some, some pictures like that throughout. Um, that's really cool. I think Link's hair is very... <laughs> like, well, because like, um, when you stood on a Minish portal, like you had that, that aura and glowing energy, and you could like feel like see his clothes flutter yeah, and like his hair kind of go up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, there's just a lot of small details, and it's a very pretty game. There's also one other thing that I just remembered in addition to sort of like layers other layers of parallax like there was um layering of like smoke like there has been in other games but also there's specifically layering of like light so when you go into like mm -hmm. the midish woods there's like the light beams and stuff mm -hmm. there so like just when you're walking through the overworld not not limited to um like situations in a dungeon where there's cover or you're walking underneath something i think there was like added um, like an added experience of depth, like three dimension in the overworld, mm -hmm. which was nice. But yeah, there's more like, I don't know how you call it. I know what you're talking about, Cobb. So it's not like photorealistic, but there's like more kind of like painty looking style. Yeah. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, yeah. A very pretty game. Um, it is pretty. I'm glad I had a backlit screen to experience it on. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't get a little twisty, bendy light to... Shouldn't have to hold it in the sun or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but it's so nice. All of those games. Can you imagine playing all those games? These games like without a backlight. Now it's like so sad because yeah. you'd be missing out on so much of that like depth in the experience if you didn't have a like a good backlight. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to talk about music. Um, because music is also interesting. Because we didn't talk about this before. <laughs> I don't think I looked at all the stat like the the way that this worked when I played Link to the Past, because, like, I wouldn't have talked about this console when we were playing Link to the Past, but something that was interesting is, like, obviously the Game Boy Advance could... It was it was backwards compatible to play Game Boy games, so there's a way for the system to tell if it was a Game Boy game or a Game Boy Advance game. And the nice thing about... Um, so you remember Game Boy, Game Boy games and Game Boy Color games, they use, um, like, chiptunes. They use uh, programmable sound-generated sounds. The Game Boy Advance supported, uh, like, digital samples. 
So not just like generated with a chiptune, but it also supported just playing like digital audio samples, which is cool. So it had two channels for digital audio, and then it also could play, I think, like four channel chiptune noises so that it could play Game Boy games. So it was compatible for that. But some Game Boy Advance games integrated both. So there's also an interesting article that I'm going to link. There was like an example from uh, the game Mother where like mm-hmm. the the regular environment, I guess like I've never played this game, but there's sort of like a nostalgic place in the game or like a, a environment. And so it's play it plays the sound using like just a recorded like audio sample, like a short audio sample that's digital, but it's like obviously like um, played by like analog instruments that were recorded and then made digital. And then when you go into this different area, it plays the same song, but using the chip tune, uh, like the chip mm. generator. So like, it's very interesting. So it was used in a lot of different ways. So that's why you have like a mix in this game. Like you can hear different examples of like what sounds like analog sound that was recorded and sampled. And then you also have like the classic noises that were generated by like chiptunes in in older games which is pretty cool so you have like a mix of both Mm. and like some of the sounds that i thought were interesting specifically were like especially toward the end of the game there's a lot of use of this like harp noise that i think is recorded i think it's like not like um i mean it's not a chiptune generated sound so like uh this is specifically in this like there's like spooky harp in the in the uh the valley what is it called the royal valley or whatever where all the ghosts Mm -hmm. are and stuff and then there's like a a different harp noise that's used in the cloud world um so that was pretty cool but yeah it was very interesting so there's you can hear like a mix of analog and chiptune or like digital samples and chiptune generated music on the game boy Advance. so i thought that was kind of interesting i didn't realize that that was something that um you could do with this console but it makes sense because they had to support Game Game Boy games. Yeah. Okay, so in terms of, like, notable sound, other than the, like, harp sound effect, which is something that I specifically remembered, we had some, like, greatest hits from Zelda games return, like the Hyrule Field theme, mm-hmm. which has its, like, mm-hmm. the ground version, and then also the different version when you're in the clouds. It has, like, another riff on that. It kind of reminded me of the Hyrule Field theme from Ocarina of Time, the one where you're, like, in the clouds. It doesn't use the same do 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 like the regular one, but it kind of sounded like uh, the Ocarina of Time one, um, which was cool. There's the fairy fountain inside of building noises, mm-hmm. and you have like classic sound effects like hearts and chests and rupees, and the like yeah. Link screaming like we talked about before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I can't tell if the screaming is the screaming from Wind Waker or if it's the screaming from Ocarina of Time. I'm not sure. The <laughs> Link to the Past one was definitely from Ocarina of Time, but. Yeah. This one, this game came out after Wind Waker, so I'm not sure which version of Link's sword swinging and screaming noise. Oh, and then the screaming is actually kind of like the Game Boy scream where he like falls down things that like, ah, yeah. um, <laughs> from before. But yeah, I was thinking of the sword swinging, screaming noises. Yeah. Oh, and then I think that like Ganon's theme also came back and like that dark Hyrule Castle theme that's been in a yeah. couple games mm-hmm. as well. And I, yeah, I liked the creepy harp. And I liked the, like, wolves howling in the Royal Valley, too. I thought the music there was really cool. And, um... There's yeah. a couple of interesting remixes. Yeah. I don't know if you were going to um, talk no, about that. Ahead. But um, there's one, I think it was on the western side. Both of these are, I think, on the western side. There's the um, the castle theme um, that is played in the overworld in... I don't remember what the area was called. But the like place the before the swamp, I think. I think it's where it was. It might have been the mountains, but yeah, it's the um. It's oh, the, that might have just been the Great Plains or the between Hyrule Castle and the Swamp. But like it, it had that do 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 do. 
do, 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 oh, do, yeah. do. I think that games. main part. Yeah. Um, but then it had, um, I think maybe part of the, uh, the, the main theme mixed in with it. I don't remember exactly what it was, but yes. And then I think in the swamp area, it had, I don't, it might've might been the same song, might've been a different song. Um, but it had a very, like, um, a, a filter over it, you know, mm-hmm. um, to, to fit the swamp environment. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting. The swamp also uh, kind of, oh no, it wasn't the swamp. It was like the ruins had that like Gerudo Valley-esque song. Like it had a very similar vibe to me. I can't remember exactly what it sounded like. Otherwise I would like sing it for you. But the, yeah, the like the caster ruins when you're going through. Yeah. Had a similar vibe. They were definitely like in the like essence of Zelda. It definitely sounded like a zelda e Zelda music. I feel like the music is always almost, it's like always like that though. Like, there's a mix of reused things and a mix of new things that are sort of like yeah. remixed that make it feel mm-hmm. very Zelda. And this game definitely yeah. had that. There wasn't a horrifying music like in some of the like Ocarina of Time <laughs> dungeons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they did the same visual effect. I forgot to mention it, but they did the... I read a long thing about the vi- warping visual effect. You know how when, when Vati like appears or Vati appears and disappears and there's this like wiggling mm-hmm. effect? I talked a lot about the wiggling oh, effect... Yeah. In or in the oracles games, but yeah, I I, fi- I read about how that was actually like rendered in the um in the SNES too. They did the same thing because like a, you could um follow along the line. So like a CRT screen renders going a, a, like across the screen um bit by bit. I don't know how to describe it. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. It starts in the top mm-hmm. left and then renders all the way across very very fast mm-hmm. in a way that we can't perceive normally. Um, but they're basically able to like uh skew like when things are rendered across like in like a row so it kind of becomes like distorted horizontally and that's how they get that effect like for when when vati like appears and reappears and kind of like zips in and then there's that distortion like in the water in or the in oracle of seasons definitely in oracle of seasons or was it no it was oracle of ages where you have to like become mermaid and swim around right (laughs) so that was they used that like uh, horizontal distortion in the water yeah 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 (laughs) You loved it. What are you talking about? Why are you so like <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so they use that effect again because that's something that the like the SNES and Game Boy and Game Boy Color and Game Boy Advance all could do. Um, it was a good game and I enjoyed it. Yeah. I feel like I don't. We don't have a lot to say except I feel like it's like I don't know. It was so cute. And yeah, fun. like it's. I don't know. How, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think part of it's it is it was good, short. It was game, pretty simple. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything like, crazy about it? but yeah i think it was just it was compact and like it was it was short the map was small but like all of it was enjoyable and like solid Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. um i am kind of disappointed they haven't remade it i would love Mm -hmm. like um not not a remaster like they did with Link's awakening where like they moved it to like full 3d graphics but like updated sprites and being able to see it on the big screen Oh my god, that would be amazing. I'm, I mean, it would it just like. be nice if they just like ported it? Then you could like play it on the Switch or whatever, like port yeah. it and yeah. give it a higher definition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically I guess because like those, I mean, like those um, NES ports, like they're they're obviously like scaled up, like they're they're not. That wasn't the resolution. Mm-hmm. I don't. Th- I think. I think. It's not like when you play the like N64 on your screen and then it's like everything is stretched <laughs> and sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if they ported mm-hmm. it for the Switch or something, that would be nice. It was ported for the Wii U and the Wii U had, um, 
I the Wii U had nineteen twenty by ten eighty p resolution, so there might be a high resolution version. Awesome. I don't okay. I don't know. I don't know how they displayed it on the I... Wii U. We can't access a virtual console anymore, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, there. Um, I actually I do have some critiques. Okay. Um, I think just like like I think there. Some quality of life improvements. I mean, it's the the Game Boy Advance. You really only had four buttons to work with. I was a little disappointed they that they didn't put. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, the, they they you I barely think they should have put the Pegasus boots on L. Yeah. Um. R wasn't that roll? R was roll, and it was also open doors yeah. and talk. Sometimes mm-hmm. it had. Uh, yeah, I don't think switch. R needed to be that. I think R could have been another. Yeah, like A yeah. can be that. Button and just let A but, be the context. But then, button. I mean, for, for the roll, maybe the roll because is then good. that's that's your item. So um, yeah, but even but in yeah. most games, the roll is just A. So yeah, True. but then you can't swap out with your sword. You can't put your sword on A. You can't put you know. Mm-hmm. So like, I mean, maybe if they made it L, you tap L and you roll. You hold L. You Pegasus boots. You're talking like uh, in front or of just someone. Just make it walk faster, L. so you don't need to roll. <laughs> I just rolled yeah. L all the time. Every single place yeah. that I mm-hmm. went. Even when yeah. I was tiny, yes. I always, whenever um, I'm playing a, um, like a Game Boy or any kind of handheld game, I like impulsively hold down B to run faster because that's how you do it in Pokemon. And then when it doesn't work, mm-hmm. I'm like, "What's happening? <laughs> Why can't I go faster?" <laughs> Unless you want to blast around the screen, like what was the Pokemon item? The the roller blades or whatever, the horrible oh, one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a few other things like the, especially the Gust Jar. Um, I feel like after using it, especially when you're on the lily pad, I feel like it, you're done and I want to like change angle and press it again. And like, it just, you know, I, I guess yeah, I did uh, long enough. Yeah. The animation for putting it away was a little too long. So like you'd think you're yeah. already turning in the other direction, but you weren't yet. Mm. Yeah. I had that trauma. Tr- I had that problem too. Those were some of the biggest ones. Um, I do think it was, uh, as a minish, uh, especially in the overworld, you couldn't move diagonally. Hmm. Which I don't know if there's a specific reason for that, but it just seemed a little unnecessary. In the in the main town, the dog that gets in your way, you talk <laughs> to him and you're like, "Oh, am I in your way? Let me move." Get get the and fuck out of the way, dog! Getting in your way, yes. yeah. He's mm-hmm. he's like, what? "Oh yeah," and just they'll like stop if you're close to them, like the postman and the uh, the dog. So you're just like, "Okay, move! I need you to move because you're in my way." And like, <laughs> you have to get pretty far away from them and wait before they start moving again. Um, but I mean, very small things, you know, quality of life changes would be nice. Um, yeah. And then you said the charging, um, the magic charging thing earlier. I think yeah. 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 Having that be quicker. Um, yeah. Um, just having more buttons for items so you don't have to keep swapping back and forth. Uh, it's always nice to have. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, for, for its time, you know, I think these are pretty standard problems that, Mm -hmm. that, yeah. It's a it's a two D Game Boy game. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it shows its age a little bit, but still very great game. Still pointing in the wrong direction. Probably going forward because everything's going to have an X and Y button now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I put this on my ranking list just under Link's Awakening. Oh, okay, good. Hold on, wait. I want to update the list. (laughs) I was going to ask y'all. Okay, just under Link's Awakening. Yeah, I think they were both similar similar kinds of charming but the uh, extra bit of weirdness and existential horror <laughs> in Link's Awakening nudged it a little higher <laughs> what if we all disappear when the wind fish wakes up mm-hmm. plus it has mambo <laughs> but this has blue bird although I guess that also had does that, yeah, like that one also has blue bird too. 
<laughs> so many bluebird. Yeah, for mm-hmm. me, I think it's tied. I think it's tied with Link's Awakening because I agree that it's both. They're both like kind of like quirky and they have like mm-hmm. similar vibes in the dialogue and like mm-hmm. the way you interact with other characters. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it yeah. was a little separate from kind of the general like big sweeping Legend of Zelda story. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, what do you think? See, I don't. Where's Where's my list? I think your, I had your tops um, are Majora's Mask, Ocarina of Time, Wind Waker, Oracles, and then Link's Awakening. Yeah, I think I'd put it over the Oracles. So Majora's Mask, Ocarina of um, Time, Wind Waker, this, and then Oracles. Yeah, I. If it, I almost want to tie it with Wind Waker because I re- I really enjoyed this game a lot. Hmm. Um, you can do whatever but you I want. Think you just can tie the, it with Wind Waker. Well, I mean, I think the 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 fact that it's a 2D game is a lot shorter. Yeah. It doesn't have as much to offer as the Wind Waker. Um, like, it's it's hard to, to compare 2D Zeldas to 3D Zeldas in that way because mm-hmm. um, there's just a lot... There's just so much more you can do with, with uh, 3D systems and things like that. It's just... Um, and like I, I have, I have a lot of fond memories with Wind Waker. I've played it several times, mm-hmm. um, but like I really did enjoy this one a lot. Um, I, I think it's one of the some of the most fun I've had going through these series again. Um, partially because I haven't played it in so long, so it was pretty brand new to me. Even though I remembered a few things here and there, um, but like I enjoyed it a lot. So it's it's definitely above the Oracles, maybe tied with Wind Waker. It was a good game. It's it was crazy. cute. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Yeah. And yeah, it was like not that hard. Like I guess I I guess the complaint could be that it's short, but I thought it was like it had the right amount of stuff to keep my attention for the time that I wanted to play it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I like I I I I think that it was a good length. Just short. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. so yeah. I think it could have been longer without hurting it, but I also think like there's enough stuff to do like in the overworld mm-hmm. and yeah. between and I think, I dungeons think there was didn't a... really feel like it was lacking mm-hmm. yeah and I, I think because the map was so packed with different quests and side quests and places to explore and things like that i think if you wanted to make it longer you could by trying to you know get all these different things and do all the keenstones and like um so you, you could make it longer and keep yourself entertained i think mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. um and like yeah it, it was what four or five dungeons total yeah i think it's like um, kind of yeah, I think five, five main dungeons and a couple little like yeah. the sections. Like the crypt is kind of a dungeon, but not really. Mm-hmm. It has the four elements. Yeah. The four mm-hmm. element dungeons. And then like and Dark the Hyrule, Hyrule Castle. Castle. Yeah. So that's yeah. five. And then, yeah, there's like a couple places that kind of like, I think you add them all up together and it makes six. And then you have all the like overworld. Yeah. So it's definitely oh. not long. Mm-hmm. But, um... Yeah, but it was like, I didn't, it's like, with Link to the Past, I was like, I have to go to another dungeon, like, yeah, at some yeah. point, and it never felt like that while playing this game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I didn't finish, but it's definitely one that I will finish. I'll finish this in Majora's Mask later when we mm-hmm. are done with the series yeah. and I have time to play more than one game at a time. Because <laughs> we're going to play Twilight yeah. Princess I think and I'm the game's really, <laughs> yeah. I think it, the games really benefit when there's stuff to do between the dungeons, because otherwise you're just like, yeah. God, I'm just going right into another dungeon, kill me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Or like when they when you get shuffled around from place to place, like um 
where it's like, okay, go to you go to this room and fight these people. Now you got to go immediately to the boss, and now you have to immediately, you know, you fight the boss like five times or whatever. It's like, mm-hmm. especially the end sequence is always like that. But this one, yeah, this one seemed long, but it didn't seem that bad. It seemed like, mm-hmm. and then th- this game. Oh, we didn't talk about this, but this game has extra content. Like you can continue to play it oh, after yeah. you finish, and then you can like one hundred percent it after you beat Vati, which is really funny to me. Mm. Yeah, you can go get some other items and stuff after you fight him. And I think like one of the items is like you know if you're getting all the figurines, you can get Vati's figurine afterward and stuff like mm-hmm. that too. So yeah, there's yeah. a couple items you can get after. Yeah, the figurine carving dude back again, except oh, yeah, now he runs like a like a gotcha machine instead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> And you exchange shells, and there were shells in other mm-hmm. games, but like this game is, I don't know, you just find random shells yeah, yeah. and you can exchange them for figurines. Yeah, I found it less engaging than the version in Wind Waker. Yeah. Like, the figurines themselves were kind of fun, and like reading the mm-hmm. details, but like yeah. you're just putting money into a machine, and then you have to like talk to him for each one, and choose for each one, yeah. and then go and pull the yeah. thing for each one. <laughs> yeah. You don't like a gotcha machine? <laughs> it seemed like a lot. I definitely skip parts of the playthrough that I was watching where it was like, oh, you're just going to do, you're just going to do figurines for 10 minutes. Like, like, you could just go right into the machine, like, immediately, like, just keep pulling yeah. for figurines. But yeah. you, the fact that you had to go back and talk to him and pick how many and then go over and manually pull the the lever on the machine each time was kind of tedious. Yeah. Yeah. And it had less of the, um, like, you know, the, like, direct exploration and reward kind of thing of Wind Waker where you have to take the pictures. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. You just find the shells and then you go there and exchange them. It's not the yeah. same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fun. And it was cute. I liked being small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, and I liked Eslo and all his sass. Yeah. Like, yes. having a sassy hat companion. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Instead of, like, a Cinderella fairy, like, in Dora's <laughs> mask. <laughs> Just have a grouchy hat. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good. It was good. What's my sign off? Hold yeah. on. I got, I closed my notes. Or like I lost my notes. That has some weird companion character. <laughs> <laughs> well, my favorite so far was Moosh. I guess that's technically a mount, not a companion. But yeah. he talked to you, so yeah, yeah, yeah. they're kind of a companion. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Is it a companion if you have dialogue or is it a mount? Like opponent never talks to you. I think. I think they have to be there to provide advice. That's true. The whole game, like you have to have a button where you can go, "Hey, tell me what to do." Yeah, mm-hmm. hat, tell I me what to do. Hey, yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you got you got Navi and Tattle, and I guess the King of Red Lions, <laughs> Ezlo. <laughs> Are there others in uh, Midna? Yeah, it's like, I don't think so far. Midna, Fifi, Fee. Fi, um you got another fairy kind of companion in a Phantom Hourglass. Oh, yeah, that's right. Is Zelda one of them? Then, yeah, I think you cut, you have Ghost Zelda in Spirit Tracks. <laughs> Ghost Zelda. <laughs> that's good. Something to look I feel like Linebeck's kind of a, kind of a companion character, <laughs> even though he doesn't have, like, have a dedicated advice button because you wouldn't want to listen to his advice. But <laughs> <laughs> He's he a kind companion. of serves that role still. <laughs> yeah. Do you think, like, Medley and Mecca are your companions? They don't really give you advice. In fact, you have to carry them mm-hmm. around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're, they're really your baggage, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. Does that make, does that make you th- their companion? Because mm-hmm. you're telling them what to do? Because on their quest, they just have to do the one That's dungeon. That's true. And mm-hmm. you're with them th- that entire time. True. <gasps> <Wow>. <laughs> Are you having an existential crisis? They go, Link, they go, Link, what do I do? Link. 
and then you help them solve the puzzle. <laughs> yeah, and then you throw them at stuff, and yeah, you possess and sacrifice them. Sacrifice Medley to the floor master. <laughs> <laughs> She's fine. Everything's fine. What are you talking about? <laughs> and they definitely don't stay there forever. Like they don't turn into ghosts. Like in uh, yeah, great of time. <laughs> It's like, oh, disturbing, but fun. <laughs> okay, well, it looks like it's time for us, the time for us to part has come. That's my quote of the day that I used for signing off. <laughs> uh, join us February 1st for Twilight Princess. Woo. Join us for woos. <laughs> for woos. And for the darkness. <laughs> and for so much bloom in all the glow. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is part of the aesthetic, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. Remember the early gameplay footage had it just black and white in Twilight in the Twilight Zone. So oh, really? uh, I should look for an old. I think uh, the bloom is better. The bloom is cool. I like the Twilight. I like the Twilight mm-hmm. yeah. look. I like the music. Um, the Twilight beasts are horrifying, but I think that's the point. Mm-hmm. Um, I like being a wolf. I like that everything glows. <laughs> that's those yeah. are my comments about Twilight Princess from the part that I played. Xantis for yeah. I'm excited to play it again. It's been a while since I have. I feel a lot of nostalgia for it just because it's one of the ones that was, like, actively following, like, updates for before it came out. Yeah. Like, Wind Waker's the first one I played, and it's just, like, I saw, like, a magazine article on Nintendo Power and was like, that looks cool, and then <laughs> played it. Like, I didn't really follow any of the, like, development or rumor cycle beforehand. I don't think I followed any of the rumor cycle until Breath of the Wild, um, but, like, mm-hmm. really leaning into Breath of the Wild 2. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. AKA Tears of the Kingdom. Or I guess a K.A. Tears of the Kingdom, known as Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> um, Twilight Princess I played a little bit of before on the Wii. And then I tried playing Twilight Princess HD and it was like fucking, it was, it's uh, flipped, which <laughs> was really confusing for me at the time. I'm not sure if I was thinking about playing the Wii because I want to do sword fighting because like, what's the point? But <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think it's been long enough that the flip won't disturb me anymore i hope so because i was thinking Plus of then link is left-handed so. right <laughs> as is mm-hmm. as should be it'll be yes. dark mm-hmm. but in a good way yeah it'll be um moderately dark because it's just twilight yeah right 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 <laughs> it'll be somewhere between <laughs> darkness and lightness <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not gonna be dark till tears of the kingdom i mean <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay thanks for joining us we'll see you next time bye-bye <laughs> did you say night? <laughs> or did you say all right? Yeah, I said all right, bye. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's wishing our listeners good night. Anyway, bye, I guess. <laughs> Nighty night. Yeah. Yes. Sleep, Sleep well. well. Night. Those of you listening at night. Yeah, don't worry about the twilight. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, pour one out for game con- game quote-unquote game it's okay because our parents will still refer to every handheld game as a game, as a game boy, boy. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm down they should have just called it the game boy ds yeah, Why they, they should have called it the game boys <laughs> <laughs> like with a z because yes. it would have been like the 2000 it was like 2001 mm-hmm. or no sorry what did i say 2004 yeah 2004 or 5 two games two yeah boys. they should have done that <laughs> and also the ds like one of the most popular early games was like Nintendogs. So yeah. you could have had yeah. whole branding around that. You know? Yeah. Listen, Nintendo. <laughs> we're out here. Go making... back in time, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but then what would they have called the Wii? It would have to be the like 
I almost said wee boy, and then I was like, wait, I can't do that. <laughs> Remember, it's um, oh. like code name was the revolution. <laughs> I mean, I still haven't researched if the Kinect came out after the Wii remotes did, but it kind of was. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but it is funny. Mm-hmm. It was revolutionary for Nintendo because they what, the didn't use cartridges. Was the for some reason. <laughs> I thought the actual like component. Like motherboard was called a dolphin or something too, so I think it had to do with that. But I could be wrong. Makes sense. Of course, then it's like, why was that called yeah. a dolphin? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's like all the all the Intel chips are like the old ones. At least are like Ivy Bridge, Sandy Bridge, and it's <laughs> like, what does sand have to do with the processor? But I guess they get tired of like naming like architectures the phone ones after that are all just named like, after like candy. <laughs> candy, yeah, the Android Lollipop Android and... versions. <laughs> Do they still do that, or are they just calling it, like, Android 10 bajillion now? <laughs> I know. Because any people would be like, oh, I upgraded to Lollipop, but then be like, oh, I, <laughs> mine's still on Gingerbread or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it was, like, pretty good code names. All the Mac uh, OS versions are named after things in California now. It's pretty boring. Mm-hmm. There was, like, El Capitan. Uh, I think the new one is Ventura. Whatever. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. Apple, we get it. You want to brand yourself like you're not built in China. I understand. <laughs> she said, recording on a iMac <laughs> or like an <laughs> Apple laptop <laughs> on her looking at her iPhone. <laughs> anyway, whatever. I'm done being cynical about technology. Let's talk about Minish Cab. <laughs> Tell us the story about what happened in Minish Cab. Well, Minish Cab is the origin story of Link's hat. Whoa. <laughs> So naturally, we begin with a legend of a previous hatless hero with rather luscious hair. Mm-hmm. Def- He's good looking. <laughs> he has some serious hair going on. Yeah. yeah. It's very, um, Legolasi. <laughs> the whole, yeah, his whole vibe is very Legolasi. <laughs> is it Legolasi or Le- Legolasi? You see that mean, the leg- legless Lego Legolas? No? Have you? <laughs> no. Oh, but I understand. <laughs> is this all like how do you somehow like inception know by inception that I love Legolas or like is this unrelated? <laughs> uh I don't remember if this is the final version. Are you watching Lord of the Rings recently or something? Or are you just seeing inside my mind? I don't know. <laughs> uh where is it? Where is it? Where is it? How do I send this to you? Chat. No, chat was open. Everyone. Send. <laughs> <laughs> they make a they make like a a galadriel elf like <laughs> lego of course they do oh that's good it was called the operating system was called dolphin by the way operating system okay that makes <laughs> for sense. gamecube <laughs> anyway. well, i didn't even get through my first sentence so. <laughs> <laughs> sorry here going going through the little like toys r us uh catalog hmm. circling things <laughs> bikes as briefly obsessed with like all the like robot toys they had for a while <laughs> where it's like you put it together and it does the stuff or like well like just... remote control like whatever it's like i had a remote control t-rex and a remote control <laughs> spider robot and a... <laughs> i had a remote control helicopter that caused some flew into my fireplace <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> it still worked after that <laughs> It's almost like the toy designers knew that someone would fly it into a it's fireplace. Like, and then we, it's like, and then we put the fire grate up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they even had that. I think we were just like, don't fly into the fireplace again. Cause them. I think that was what happened. 
And then, like, the next year, the helicopter, this little remote helicopter control substantially improved, and nobody ever flew into the fireplace ever again. Mm-hmm. To be fair, they were very difficult to control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, to be fair, cause them. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I remember, like, launching them off of people in your house. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. send it on people's backs when they were, like, lying them. on the couch. And, like... Just watching various people, young and old, struggling to fly them around. <laughs> it was a good time. <laughs> now, now all the children probably get drones for Christmas or whatever. I don't even know, you know? <laughs> like... Yeah. I remember sometime when I was like an older teenager, I was like looking at a like Toys R Us ad, and they had this like ride-on like remote control dinosaur or something, and I was like, I would have wanted that so badly. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's remote controlled, and you ride on it, so someone else controls I don't know, it. It's some you kind ride of robot thing. I mean, it had like it's a ride-on dinosaur. I mean, yeah, it's like they mm. took those little cars, you know, like the little uh, jeeps, and then they mm-hmm. turned it into a dinosaur. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because I never cared about those little like ride-on cars, but. Yeah. I kind of had a dinosaur. A I would have wanted that so bad. <laughs> I kind of wanted a little car, but I liked anything that had like wheels. We had little um, pedal-driven cars, like you sat on a little seat and you pedaled it with your feet. And those mm-hmm. were fun. I liked those mm-hmm. a lot as a child. I wanted there to be like a grown-up size sit and spin. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really like those as a kid. That, there's probably a YouTube video of somebody making.